Welcome back to Happily Babbling Ever After with me. Recently, I have an interesting experience at a local restaurant, and since I'm classy and not just gonna kiss and tell, I won't name the establishment here. So let's just call it Slam and Pigeons. One thing you should know about me is I'm not that picky when it comes to food and restaurants. So I would try anything once, but just because I'm not picky, it doesn't mean everything is good. I mean, I have years of eating experience, and I know my taste bud better than anyone else on this planet. So I know a thing or two to distinguish good food from bad food for the safety of my own consumptions. And one thing to clarify is, slam and pigeons was not. By me, my mom texted me and was super pumped about slam and pigeons. We are going to have some fur this Friday. It is so good! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Some background information you should know about my mom is that she often oversell things, especially food. This jerky tastes so good. Try it, mom. This is not jerky. This is a tree bark. So whenever my mom recommends some things are good to eat, it should be treated with a grain of salt. But I know my mom know what fur look like, smell like, and taste like. After all, she had a lot more years of eating fur than I did. So I thought, okay, how bad can this be? Also, my week was crazy and super hectic, so I didn't have time to fact check my mom. Plus. Mom said it's her treat and she pay for it. Since it's my birthday, so naturally I forgot about the whole thing. Yes, birthday, you guys. Coincidentally, is always around the same time every years that people suddenly buy me gift, take me to dinner, and send me some cardstock paper with somebody else wood printed on it. For those of you who don't know, pho is the only Vietnamese food that has made its way to Hollywood. Most people try pho because of the sound of it. They think it is something else. So when the waitress brought out big bowl of rice noodle with things swimming inside, people always have this puzzled look on their face. Oh, so this is pho? Hmm. I thought it was something else when I ordered it. What exactly were you thinking when you order it?、Mm, I'd rather not say, ma'am. I don't want you to think less of me. So came Friday. I got out work and made my way to Slam and Pigeons. As I pull up the address on my GPS, the first red flag was, "Hmm, Slam and Pigeons is located in this part of town that I wouldn't." Normally, associate with decent, good, authentic Vietnamese food. Decent is already a stretch, and authentic is definitely questionable in this part of town. It's like you don't go to an Indian restaurant and ask for miso soup. You don't go into a Japanese restaurant and ask for a Thai salad. Or walk into a Chinese restaurant and ask for Korean barbecue sauce. I know because I did that, and it didn't go 
very well. The Chinese restaurant owner was super mad at me. We are a Chinese restaurant. We don't have Korean sauce. The point is, you just don't go to a place asking for things that you know they are not gonna have the capability to produce. As I arrived at Slam and Pigeons, I was still unsure if I'm in the right place. Not only this place is located in the part of town that I don't associate with decent, good, authentic Vietnamese food. Now, up close, this place doesn't look like a restaurant. And no, I'm not talking about a Vietnamese restaurant. I'm talking about just restaurant in general. You know, restaurant, a place where people pay to sit and eat meals that are cooked and served on the premises. As defined by the English dictionary, this place was like a meat market in your grandma kitchen having a baby. And grandma is out of town, so now things are just all over the place. From outside, I couldn't even tell if the place was open or closed or how to get in. Is this the entrance? Is this the entrance? Is this the entrance? Nope, never mind. By the time I was inside, I was still baffling with the setting. It was like, I'm on let's make a deal, but all the curtain was equally bad. Behind curtain number one is a goat. Behind curtain number two is a zong car. Behind curtain number three is a trip to the ER. Which one would you pick? So there I was inside slamming pigeons, making the decisions of my life on where I should sit. Where should I sit? In the front with the dead animals on this place or in the back with grandma odd looking china measuring cups and nice. Hmm, decision, decision, decisions. The rest of the party show up and it was decided that we would sit in the back by grandma odd looking china measuring cups and knife like two ninjas. And after what felt like eternities, Slam and Pigeon's owner show up at our table and he looked at me and he asked, Would you like to start with a salad? Now that's weird. I haven't been to a restaurant where someone came out and asked whether I would like to start with a salad. I mean, the norm is the wait staff come out and ask if they can start you with something to drink. So is it something about me that prompted him to suggest me to start with a salad? Do I look like the kind of people that should only stick to salad to him? These are just COVID weight, man. Cut me some slack. So I asked him, not really, but what's in your salad? Well, you know, lettuce, tomato, cucumber, that kind of things. Oh, I haven't seen salad for so long. I wouldn't know. I'm glad he's still with his wife and kids. I'm super happy for him. What kind of dressing do you do? Balsamic? Ew, no. Mm, so no salad then? Do you have a menu? At this point, the owner ignored me and turned to my mom and asked her what was she like. So my mom asked him for a menu, which she also ignored. The rest of the table asked for a menu, which 
he also chose to ignore. So I feel like it was my duty to make it clear to the man. We all would like a menu as a starter, sir. To which he responded, and I quote, I don't have a menu. No real upscale restaurant has a menu or a set price. What? 100% of all the restaurants I have been to have a menu. I am pretty sure they were menus and not just some fancy piece of artwork. Ma'am, I want you to look at some piece of art in this laminated 8x10 photo books. Wow, the font are amazing. And these pictures are just impeccable. Yes, this collection represents all the things you could eat with money. Like this piece of art with the roasted lobster tail and grilled Atlantic salmon topping with the brown butter sauce. That depicts the suffering, misery, and agony pain that the lobster and salmon have endured for your enjoyment. Mm, that sounds delicious. How much is that? $29.99 and only $7 more. You can also experience the magic jumbo shrimp sacrifice their life on the skew. That is wonderful. I'll definitely have all of those edible art you just described. Yes, ma'am. I will get our assembling department to work with our photography department to replicate this piece of art for you pronto. No real upscale restaurant has a menu. Psst. I am pretty sure the first thing I'm reading whenever I enter any eatery establishment is the menu and not the Sunday newspaper. And what planet does he think people will feel comfortable to order without knowing? Where am I? Am I at the hospital? What am I having done? An appendectomy procedures? And what does he think the downside of having a menu? Like you have some customer that say, Oh, no, I'm not here for the food. I'm just here to appreciate the fun and the picture selections of food you have on displays. What do these things call? A menu? Is that what you want? Yeah, wow. This menu thinks is phenomenal. You should post menus on Instagram. You seem to have a knack for it. Call yourself the menu guy. Who did you commission to take these photos? I could just come here every day to look at this menu. Such a delight. Or maybe he worried that he would attract a lot of clientele that on a strict diet. We are here not to order food, just to admire the thing we could potentially eat once we hit our target weight. Laura, 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 don't touch that water. Don't you know how to control your willpower? That water ought to be like 100 calorie 
easily. I mean, I feel okay if he just be honest about it. Yes, it's true. I'm completely like the ability to make decisions. Every morning I wake up, I'm like, today I don't feel like cooking with kills. Today feel like a broccoli day. What dish I can make with broccoli? Mm, decision, decision, decisions. Oh, I can't make decisions. Can't make up my mind. Can't commit to anything. Not a set price. Not a menu. I can't do it. It is too hard. Just too hard. Why life must be so hard? Why me? He can try to fool me, but I'm pretty sure this place is not the food exchange either. Today is slamming pigeon. The patai go up 30 point. The fur goes up 20 point, And the prime rib go up 100 point. There's nowhere to go but up. His food price is so volatile. They go up and down faster than the rock and roller coaster at Disneyland. Prepare for the market crash, guys. There are so much food bubble here. So back to the owner. I asked him what he recommends. And the guys were bragging about his potato. Potato? Why would you brag about your potatoes? It's not even a main dish. Also, potato, really? You consider yourselves an upscale restaurant? And potato is your top choice? What is this? The International House of Potatoes? So what do you do at a so-called restaurant that doesn't have a menu? I decided to walk around and just look at random pictures he put up the wall. It's like walking around an art gallery and ask them if they can replicate the pictures of the food on the wall. Try to do that in an art gallery and let me know how that goes. Also, this guy plastered a few articles of himself on the wall saying that he won prices and how he know food better than anyone's. Clearly, pride is not this guy's weakness. Anyway, so I order the pad thai and the whole table order food. I figure pad thai because number one, on his board, the special of the day is pad thai. Number two, how bad can one mess up the pad thai? You stir fried rice noodle and you sprinkle it with season and some peanut sauce and you are done. He brought out the foe, which I didn't even recognize at first. Foe, what has he done to you? What's going on here? Who behind this? You tell me a word and I'll take care of this. The bowl was so small, you guys. It was the smallest bowl of foe I have ever seen in my life. And I have seen plenty of bowls in my life. And it tastes so bland there was absolutely no flavor whatsoever not only the fur is nothing like what i typically see and also doesn't even remotely resemble what he put up on the wall i would like my fur to look like the picture of the fur you have on your wall was this fur the before shot well i would like to have that after shot please 
Then he brought out my pad thai, which I thought there is no way one could mess up a pad thai this bad and still proudly display on the board special Father's Day pad thai. In his defense, this guy would probably say, oh, that board, we never pay attention to that board. We haven't cleaned that board for years. It's definitely not our special of the day. I mean, that pad thai was absolutely inedible. The only taste it has was salty. Nothing else. This guy want to murder my kidney, you guys. So we asked for chopstick and his response was, and I quote, this is not an Asian restaurant. I'm not kidding you guys. That was his real response. Can we have some chopstick? This is not an Asian restaurant. Let's dissect that. Can we have some chopstick is a yes or no questions. And this is not an Asian restaurant. It's just a rude, demeaning comments. Also, I didn't know you need to go to an Asian restaurant just to get a pair of small, thin stick of wood. New flash. You can get those at Walmart, Amazon, and even Tajay. So now I have to explain to my kid why this mean man wouldn't want to give us a pair of small sticks. Also, if you are not an Asian restaurant, then don't serve Asian dishes. Just stop. And last time I checked, pho and pad thai are very Asians on the how Asian is this food skills. How do I know? I don't know. Maybe the food had Asian destinations like Vietnamese and Thai attached to the name of the dish that give it away? The entire time I was at Slamming Pigeons, aside from the best customer service we experienced with the owner, there was no customer service whatsoever. I guess that could be a good thing. Why giving out extras bad customer service when you can avoid it? The owner said if we want something to drink, we would need to go to the dispenser and get our own drink. Which is a lot like how they take care of you at Panda Express. Except that at Panda Express, they do have a menu. They don't deny your rights of having access to chopstick. And they don't try to murder your kidney with excessive amount of salt. The entire time the owner was walking around but never stopped at our table and asked how things go, do we need anything else? Neither do the rest of his staff come around either. I guess he can't take the criticism if someone say his food is inedible, so he just stopped pretending to even care. The owner was wearing the earbud, I guess to signal people or to show people that he doesn't care about the people. You are nobody. I'm listening to a podcast right now. Well, I hope he's listening to this podcast and start to wonder. Whoa, slamming pigeons sound a lot like my restaurant. I'm just the best. At that point, it forced me to ask my mom, how do we end up here at Slam and Pigeons out of all the five restaurants in town? Mom, have you been to Slammin' Pigeons? Have you lost your taste bud? Are you ill, mom? 
Is this why we're here? Do you have an announcement to make on my birthday? And my mom was like, "No, it's my first time here." Then she pointed to Doofus and said, "Doofus, recommend this place." Now, Doofus is a member of the party, and Doofus says, "And I quote." Isn't this place just the best? The food here doesn't have MSG. What? This place is the worst doofus. MSG is not the only thing this place is missing. It missed fifty different kind of spice and seasoning to make the food edible. Oh, you don't like it here? No doofus, I hated it. Can you tell the food was super bad, doofus? Are you trying to kill us? Have you lost your taper? Are you ill? Do you have an announcement to make on my birthday? <sighs> It's always disappointed when you go to a restaurant. Yet you can't fulfill what you set out to do, aka eat something there. Have you ever been to a restaurant that nothing was edible, with top of the line rude owner and incredibly lame customer service? I wonder how this guy marketing his place at the first place. If you don't mind not knowing what you're having and how much you will be charged, then Slime and Pigeons is the perfect place. Come on down. Our food is bland and tasteless. We serve potato all day, and it's our best dish on the house. Our customer service is terrible, but air is always free at our restaurant. You will live this place and appreciate the amazing service you get at Denny's, because that's where you go next. So, what are you waiting for? Come on down to Slam and Pigeon. As I left the place and still baffled that this guy thing is okay to operate a restaurant without a menu or price, you know the fundamental of a restaurant. Restaurant one or one, if you must. How does he balance his operation costs? How does he know how many bowls of fur he would need to sell to break even? Or maybe he figure with the amazing bland taste of his food. Break even is more like Mount Everest. I know I'll never come back, even if you pay me to. And if all of what I just described wasn't weird enough, this guy have a giant photo backdrop now available on Amazon. Is he gonna follow his existing business model of never revealing his price? People just gonna get a random bill. Once their package arrive at their front porch, and a surprise charge on their credit card. So, if you learn anything from this podcast, is slam and pigeons are terrible, and also fact check your mom. Until next week, happily babbling ever after. <laughs>